When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Oh, oh, oh. Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going. Buck off Thursday on B&E, brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. And uh, not quite the blast furnace out there this morning. Get up and get out. If you want to get a little early exercise in, might want to get going. Uh, not so hot this morning after the overnight storms that have cooled things down a little bit. Take advantage of that as you get up and out on this Thursday morning. As we'll uh, have a lot to do. Busy Thursday, buck-ons and buck-offs all morning long. Hit us on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Also, a big night at the College World Series. Late night, but a great night at Q2 Stadium for Austin FC. Also, a busy day of Major League Baseball. NBA draft is tonight. Big trade goes down yesterday. We'll dive in there with the Spurs on the clock. Rockets pick four. Mavericks pick ten. We'll preview the NBA draft, of course. And, of course, look what's in right in front of me, my Dave Campbell's, my first, uh, this year's edition of the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We'll talk plenty of college football as well. Uh, the season counting down the days now, 73 days to the Longhorn opener with the Rice House. So plenty to do on this Thursday. Appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, are, are finding us, and find us each morning, maybe 104.9 on the FM dial. Could be 1019 FM, AM 1260. And, of course, always streaming for you digitally, wherever you go this summer for your vacations or Getting some getaway time. Uh, just download that Horn app. It's absolutely free. A couple of buttons. You're listening to us. And uh, certainly on your smart speaker at home and work. And always, Mr. Godbolt, streaming for you live at our website on our Twitch channel at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Be careful out there, please. Still warm. Still going to be warm enough. Well, it was, uh, as I walked out of the door this morning to get in my car, I was like, wow. I mean, it had to be five or it felt six. like it was 70, didn't it? Yeah, it felt like about 70, 72 yeah. degrees. My car said 74, but still, uh, walking out at 80 degrees the last couple of mornings were just like this heavy air. I mean, we had some pretty good storms roll through last night, obviously, and hopefully you managed through that. There were some downed trees and a lot of high winds and uh, straight line winds coming through. But, man, cooled things down just a little bit. Still going to be hot. That's why I say if you... Uh, like to get a jog in, walk the dog, those kind of things. Walk that dog this M- morning. I want to get up and get out and get it done because it's probably cooler than it's going to be uh, for a little while. But uh, it's a fun Thursday, buck-ons and buck-offs. And, yes, I do have the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine in front of me, Buck. We'll talk some football. Sonny Dykes 
on the cover. Uh, over 1,500 high school football previews. Always uh, kind of a, a rite of passage in the summertime uh, that we are climbing towards football season. We'll dive into some of that as well as we get this going. How you doing? How did you do through the storm last night? It was good. It was all right. I, just, I, I wanted that rain. I needed the rainfall, and we got some rainfall out at Dripping Springs last night. I don't know how and much a lot we, of lightning. Yeah, a lot of lightning. The wind wasn't as bad where we were. It was It was just... It was okay. We needed the rain. We need the moisture badly. Badly. And uh, I think we had a couple of trees down. Uh, we, really? We live on the course, golf course there at Onion Creek, and then look out, out the back, there were a couple of trees pushed over. And well, there's a bunch of stuff that was still from the winter. There's some of those those limbs that were hanging that didn't quite come down. I have to go look or at they're it They're down now. But I'll take some pictures. But, man, it would, there were a couple of good-sized trees uh, that, that were turned over. <laughs> from what I could tell, it was getting dark as that storm was rolling through. Uh, our neck of the woods, but uh, hopefully you survived. I know the Round Rock Express game was rained out last night. There was a big delay at Q2 Stadium. Let's start with those headlines, get you caught up on the news of the morning. If you couldn't stay up for that uh, soccer match or whatever else is going on, let's get you caught up on the news of the morning. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start on the pitch, and yeah, very late night at Q2 Stadium, but an excellent start to the second half of the season for Austin FC. First half goals from Ethan Finley and Diego Fagundes, and then a final tally from Yazi Zardes early in the second helped Austin to its best offensive game of the season. 3-0 win over FC Dallas, their first ever regular season win over their Copa Texas rivals from the north. Match didn't start until after 10 o'clock last night. Original kickoff pushed back an hour because of the extreme heat and then delayed an additional 90 minutes because of the storms last night. Regardless, big win for Austin. They move up four spots in the Western Conference standings. With the three points, they'll look for three more this Saturday night when they welcome the Houston Dynamo to Q2 Stadium. Dynamo, by the way, blew out San Jose last night 4-1. to one. College baseball in Omaha, down to three now. TCU eliminated yesterday while LSU staved off elimination again. Early game, TCU shortstop Anthony Silva's eighth inning double tied their elimination game with second-ranked Florida at two. But the Gators pushed the winning run across with an infield single in the ninth to earn the win. The uh, Horn Frog season comes to an end. Florida remains unbeaten in Omaha. They advance to the championship series. Their opponent remains undetermined because LSU avoided elimination for the second straight night. They took down top-ranked Wake Forest 5-2. to two. Tigers scored a run in the second, then four more in the third. And roll to the win. They force a deciding game uh, Deciding game tonight. Should be a good one this evening. Uh, could be a heck of a pitching matchup. We'll preview that coming up. Major League Baseball, Rangers and Astros both claimed rubber game wins yesterday in their three-game series. Rangers a winner in Chicago 6-3. to Catcher Jonah Heim belted a three-run homer a night after he was involved in that controversial play at the plate that cost the uh, Rangers. Ezekiel Duran also connected on a long ball. Lead the Rangers to their fourth win in five ball games. First place Rangers enjoy a day off today ahead of a weekend series with the Yankees. In New York, that should be fun. Down in Houston, meanwhile, Alex Bregman had three hits. Yonder Diaz and Chaz McCormick hit two-run homers. Astros outlast the Mets 10-8. Houston also will enjoy a day off ahead of a weekend series with the Dodgers out in Los Angeles. The Round Rock Express, as I mentioned, had their game with Sacramento rained out last night. They will not remake that, replay that game. They're going to play again tonight, though, 7:05 on a thirsty Thursday at Dell Diamond. NBA League's draft on tap tonight in Brooklyn. San Antonio Spurs on the clock with the number one overall pick, certain to select the 7-4 fresh, fresh French Freenom, Victor Wenbanyama. Houston Rockets own the fourth pick, Mavericks pick 10. Big trade consummated late yesterday, Boston Celtics, Washington Wizards, and Memphis Grizzlies agreeing to a three-team trade that will send the center Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics, guard Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies, Tyrus Jones to the Wizards. Also yesterday, three-time All-Star forward Chris Middleton declined his player option with the Milwaukee Bucks. He will become a free agent in July.
This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, appreciate the buck-ons and buck-offs. It says buck-on to Bucky and Monty Old Man Radio. Should be a weekly segment. Maybe no. Come on, man. No, no, no. It's, it's old enough as it is with you and I. We don't need a once-a-week deal. We get it plenty. Come on. Once plenty a week, of Old we'll Man do. Radio. Um, let me ask you about Chris Middleton. Is Chris Middleton kind of still that guy, a scorer, or is he like starting to get towards that? He's a third guy. He's a third guy at best right now. In my opinion. Yeah, but not mean, not over the hill guy. Look, he's, he's right, three times an All Star. He's won a championship. Gets hurt he's a lot. Thirty one years old. He's more yeah. of a defensive stopper than anything. Really? Yeah, he's, he's always. He's been. a good two way player. Of course, okay. out of Texas A and M back in the day, but uh, been in the league a while. But he, yeah, he's a good two way player. He can score. This reminds me of an old dude. The, he's a three and D guy. I mean, it's really what he is. He can he can D up and uh, but he's only thirty one. I mean, hmm. he, he could help a ball club. I can tell you that. He just looks uh, like an old dude. That's can, a dude I love on the Mavericks. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. yeah well, uh, to someone who can shoot the ball and play defense. I mean, go on. Uh, he's not going to be your your all star, but you don't need that in Dallas. You got Luka Doncic. Uh, but yeah, as a free agent player like that, I mean, we talk about uh, Draymond Green coming on the market as well. Both guys are more defensive specialists than anything. But okay. Middleton, Middleton can help a he team. He score. He score. I know he that. He sure can. I'm, I'm sure he'll he. Well, look, he, he he declined forty million bucks, guaranteed. I feel like he'll be back in Milwaukee, though. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. That's, uh, of course, he won a championship there with Giannis, and um, you know we got one year left at forty million, but you can lock up a at thirty one, probably your last big contract that could be a multi year deal is what they're going for. But uh, the uh, you know just just take the long term money. But he, yeah, he could end up in Milwaukee, but he'll have suitors, much like Draymond Green. The the Golden State Warriors want to bring Draymond back, but. We'll see. Once you hit the open market, Buck, that's what every player wants. You got uh, 30 teams bidding for your services. This says Buck on to David Hamilton. That's a good one. David Hamilton, the former Longhorn shortstop, has called up to the big leagues yesterday, making his Very uh, nice. big league rise. Of course, remember he, he was remember he got hurt on the scooter at Texas. Oh, he was coming right. into the year, and he was uh, you know got, got well, one of those little uh, what what the. Uh, the, the motorized scooters and uh, tore his knee up. The bird scooters. Yeah. Got hurt. And I remember David Pierce was not real happy about that whole deal. Once again, well, what the team summer. Was he on? What's sorry. that? What, sorry to interrupt you. But Go ahead, what, buddy. what team was he, is, is he on? Uh, gosh, I got the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers. Let me let me look that up make sure. But I, I did see that note yesterday that David Hamilton was headed up to the big leagues. Um, but, yes, he's from San Marcos, Texas, of course. Boston Red Sox. Uh, Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. So he is uh, up to the big leagues now at San Marcos. Oh, and he Speed. made a mistake. He went to the Red Sox. Well, We're at the bottom of the heap right now. Well, you know. But he's on the team. Worst places to play than the Boston Red Sox. Oh, out, for sure. Out of San Marcos. A lot of speed. Great team. He was a, he was a, a pro-caliber defensive shortstop in college, mm-hmm. and now he's worked his way up and uh, can really run. Good to see him. So, uh uh, buck-ons and buck-offs, that's how we do it. Just lock them up. It's brought to you by the Austin Gamblers. We'll have a winner at the end of our best buck-off of the week. We always encourage you to send your buck-offs throughout the week when you when you think of them. Uh, fire them to us on our Twitter page and uh, it's our social media uh, headquarters. You can always find more information on that at uh, hornfm.com. Also, buck-on to the summer festivities, including the reverse chicken. Ooh, I haven't thought about that in a little bit. <laughs> It says, I'm older. Buck on to Horn Health Hour weekly with Buck and Monty. <laughs> health Hour. Yeah, the Health Hour. What were we talking about? Constipation? It was oh. like two hours. Oh. It ties in there like it was I mean, I, I, I enjoy old man radio. Yeah, me too. I love Monty. Y'all I love are you. old men. Y'all need to understand something. You're getting there, Ty. I feel like I'm an old man at heart anyways. There so you go. It's, it's okay. 25-year-old old man. And he's over 
the five oh he is the five oh five oh yeah yeah I'm five oh this year no doubt about that and uh, always need some old man radio and then then you know Ty Ty's an old soul but he brings mm-hmm. us the young radio young man radio sometimes well we had we had me Bucky and Zay the next day and how oh, was that, that? Was, it was good Bucky kept on calling it Black Friday <laughs> Black Friday <laughs> it was like Black Friday oh no. Okay, so we've got uh, all kinds of stuff going on. We'll get into that NBA draft and preview it. We've got a great guest coming up. Uh, Keenan Womack will be with us in the 8 o'clock hour to preview that. We'll talk to Mike Craven later in the show. We'll talk about the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine hitting newsstands. Or at least, I don't know if it's hit newsstands yet, but it, Craig Way handed it to me yesterday, so oh, I have yeah. mine, which is pretty cool. We've gotten our station copies to give away. Uh, that always is a good sign that uh, the football season is coming. Uh, let's go with this, though, Buck. We'll get into all the baseball. That LSU game last night was tremendous. It was. What a game tonight's going to be tonight. We'll preview that. I think, are, are we getting the, the two aces tonight with Wake Forest and I LSU? I thought we were. I, thought, I think yeah. we are. I think we're getting Paul Skeens for LSU against the ace of uh, of Wake Forest, who's, a, who's just an absolute stud. This could be one hell of a game last night, obviously, down to the final three in college baseball. And probably the three best teams in college baseball all year Wake Forest, Florida, and LSU. I mean, if you look at the the breadth of the season, those are probably the three best and most talented teams in college baseball. Uh, pretty cool to have them there. TCU had their had a good look at it yesterday at two two in the uh, in the in the eighth inning after eight, but uh, gave up that run in the ninth. And Florida, with all that pitching, uh, just really really good ball club. They'll play for the national championship now. LSU Wake tonight, and we'll preview that coming up. But yesterday, Buck was the uh, the, the the last day. Like, you know, next month is uh, Big 12 Media Days. Yep. Big 12 Media Days in uh, in Arlington. And yesterday was the deadline for the media to submit picks for the Big 12 preseason poll and all Big 12 teams. So if you have uh, your picks, you had to get them in yesterday. Uh, so I thought we might go through our Big 12 preseason rankings. Do we have Texas at the top? I would, yes. Ty? Yes. Texas number one? So if you're picking the preseason favorites to win the Big 12 Conference, is Texas one? That is the fair question. Two would be who? You going Oklahoma, Buck, or you're going K-State I'm, or I'm Texas going, Tech? I'm, I'm going Oklahoma. Ooh. Uh, okay, Oklahoma. I have them down my list, by the way. I have them down my list. I have K-State, too. I agree with you there. You like that one, Ty? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Texas one. I think they have the fewest question marks. Obviously, the biggest being Quinn Ewers. Uh, can he emerge as the... Can he live up to the potential? Essentially, can he, you know, play up to what his uh, his his star grade was and what he looks like he can be? If he does, Texas is going to be really, really hard to beat. Uh, not a lot of question marks, not a lot of uh, open spots, a lot of competition on this team, a lot of talent on the Texas squad. Which means to me, the head coach has to live up to his that's exactly capabilities right. also. Which I think you kind of line those up and like it that he's a quarterback developer and always has been. So if that's if your biggest question is quarterback. And you're going in your third year. And you're going in your third year. Yes, and, but you, you feel pretty good that you have a and guy. Second year with a guy. Yes. If we all agree that the quarterback's the big question, that's a guy that typically develops quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, AJ Milwe, they brought in Paul Chris to help with the offense as an advisor, which I like a lot to bring the uh, the power run game for Texas and help evolve that. Because if you give Quinn Ewers play action, because they can run the football consistently too, like oh, yeah, run it sure. when they want to run it. Uh, that's going to make Texas really, really tough to stop offensively. And then the defense, can it take that next step from such improved, such an improved side of the ball last year? Also, the Longhorns uh, leaving no stone unturned. They brought in Joe D. Camillus to help with the special teams. You know, what happens if their special teams becomes, uh, you know, a really strong part of the special? Football? Yeah. What if it gets back to being special? That's when Texas was really good uh, with Mac Brown and company when the special teams was blocking punts and returning kicks and 
you know, becoming that third phase of the game that can be impactful. Texas is my pick to be number one. Ty, you and I are both on K-State? Yeah, I like Will Howard and K-State. Um, Buck, you, so you like Oklahoma, Buck. What's your what's your I, thought I, with I'm, Oklahoma? I'm all about the quarterback, and I'm almost in the second year for the head coach, and I think their recruiting is picked up. And I think they'll be I, – I think it'll it, at the very end it's going to be Texas and Oklahoma for a second time this year playing, mm. I believe, for a championship on the way out of this place. I just – I can't lean on a 6-7 and seven team. I mean, the, the getting that much better that quickly. Or oh, what they went through last year. Yeah, it's hard to when a guy was well, ready to get rid of them. two games. Dylan Gabriel only missed two games last year. He missed the TCU game and then the Texas game. And then he was back. I, I hear people talk about like Dylan Gabriel was out the whole year. He missed two no. games. And they had no backup quarterback. So, you know, the, the 49 nothing skunk job that Texas put on them at the Cotton Bowl. Who was that guy? Uh, the big oh white guy? I don't even remember. They're all, <laughs> yeah. I was in the Cotton Bowl. That game they was – throw, throw the ball like five that was, times. That was game. just pathetic, a offensive display. And, you know, give Texas credit. But, I mean, Oklahoma had nothing for them. They had the no backup. They had no, you're they had no right. backup. And this year they have Jackson Arnold, the five-star freshman, much ballyhooed. At least they're better at that spot. I think we might see him. Early this year, well, I, I don't know if Dylan Dylan Gabriel finishes the year. Well, and the thing with Dylan Gabriel, he missed those he because he got knocked out. I mean, it was a cheap shot that he took in the TCU game, and that you know stemmed you know spilled over into the Texas. He's kind of very sim- similar to the kid at Baylor. Then he gets some head shots. Well, because he runs, he'll take off yeah. and, and run with it, and that was a really dirty play. And well, the TCU, TCU did game. that all year. The TCU knocked out quarterbacks all season. Right. Uh, but six and seven, I don't know that you improve from a 500 football team or under 500 to the Big 12 championship game. That would be, I still think they have big holes on defense. I'm not sure about Brett Venables yet. Uh, I think, I mean, because Oklahoma fans last year were like, oh, we're fine. Lincoln Riley, see you later. We got Brett Venables. But they, they weren't paying attention to all the talent that they lost to the draft last year and to, you know, that, that Lincoln Riley took with him, uh, including Caleb Williams, who won the Heisman Trophy. You just don't lose all those coaches and players in one offseason and replace it with a brand-new coach. They kind of remind me of Texas when they've been having to replace a, a coach and think they've got it right and they just expect to win. I think Oklahoma still has a ways to go. Uh, is Venables really – is he the guy, though? Well, that's the question. I mean, that's that, – I think well, that's, that's the he, question for their fans. He feels sure. more like a Charlie Strong kind of well, guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been there before, I know, as a D.C. Well, remember, but. it was Bob Stoops that, that pounded the table for him. And uh, Bob Stoops, of course, when Lincoln Riley – bolted after the Bedlam game to go to USC. Everybody was in a panic, and Bob Stoop stepped in and, and coached their Alamo Bowl game that year, and he was the one that said, this is the right guy, and, you know, you trust Bob Stoops, but we'll see. I don't know that they make it. I don't think they're going to be in year two. And, I don't think they're going to be 6-7 and seven this year. I think but, they win eight games. Yeah, they could be 8-9 eight, eight, wins. I don't know if that's good enough, though. And remember, Oklahoma has a very easy schedule, to your point, Buck. They somehow the Big 12 gave them a gift. They don't play Tech. They don't play K-State. Which are they do know, play Oklahoma State? This yeah, is their they, last year for the this, last right? Bedlam game. Yep, their last game with Bedlam will be this year. So I'm going to take K State just because they won the championship a year ago. I know they lose Deuce Vaughn and their coach. Um, you know, Deuce Vaughn's to the Cowboys, of course. But Will Howard, and you also have to add Colin Klein to that, right? Colin Klein was yes. a really good quarterback for them. He's now the offensive coordinator. He did a good job last year, and it felt like Will Howard made huge strides under the development of the new offensive coordinator and Chris Kleiman. They bring their. Uh, you know their their entire offensive line back, most of their defense. They lose uh, that production the, of that little dude was a lot. Oh, it was a lot. Their backup running back last year was he was pretty good too. He was a bit of a masher. I I, I don't know if he's still there, but I, I'm sure they have another guy loaded ready to go. It seems like that that place turn, turns out running backs. 
And Chris Kleiman, as we've all agreed, I think is the best coach in the Big 12, or at least the most accomplished mm-hmm. coach right now. I mean, he's got the he won the championship a year ago, stole that from TCU in the championship game uh, with that overtime victory. So they come back as champs. I'll put Texas one based on talent and expectation. I'll put K-State two. I'm going to put Texas Tech three, Buck. I'm going to put Texas Tech as the third team. Uh, I can't ignore an eight-win season in which they beat Oklahoma and Texas and won a bowl game. Uh, and Joey McGuire has them believing in Lubbock. He's got them, you know, very very confident, um, and and they bring they're a very veteran team. They, they by age they kind of look like TCU last year, where they they just have a bunch of twenty two, twenty three year old guys, including a twenty three year old quarterback in Tyler Shuck. Uh, you can't coach experience. Those guys have played a lot of college football, uh, and I think their schedule stacks up pretty good. Um, I, I like Tech as the third team in the Big Twelve. That would be mine, and then I would go Oklahoma. And then Oklahoma State after then that? Probably Oak State, then TCU. Because I, I, I do believe that Sonny Dykes is a really good coach. But Sonny Dykes has so much to replace. I mean, gosh, every the best player at every position they have to replace. I mean, they, think about say that out loud. They have to replace the best player at every position on their football team. Sure, if half of them work out, that would be great for them. Well, yeah, because you know they got a lot of, they got a lot of playing time. Yeah. Those guys, those twos for them. Well, well they got uh, all the Alabama rejects, transfers. <laughs> yeah, like, too. Well, I mean, look, that's been Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes' MO has been the transfer portal when he was Had at SMU. Job, yeah. When he was SMU, so he's very, you know, you know, smart with what he does in the portal. But, again, when you have to replace the, the Heisman runner-up at quarterback, Kendra Miller, uh, who got drafted to play in the National Football oh, League, goodness, yes. Quentin Johnston and uh, Tay Barber at receiver, and those those guys in that defense, your the best linebackers offensive linemen. You know, Steve Avila's now was a second round, early second round pick into the NFL. You know, your your best your your sack leader last year is now a Houston Texan. Uh, your linebacker who was so good, he's into the NFL. Cornerback, cornerback, Tomlinson. Tomlinson. I mean, it's the best player at every spot, and they were really good. I mean, they were really talented, and uh, I think they win five games. Ooh, wow, that's a lot, Ty. They got theirs last year. They got I mean, that's 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 a low number, but yes, you're out, you're out of luck now. I mean, we can all agree that they were really good last year, but they got a, they were extremely lucky in some situations. They, they, a lot of the, a lot of some of their wins, I'd say four of their wins were coin flips, and they won all those coins. Well, that's right. Kind of make your luck when you're good. Well, you do, but but that tends to run out right over time. Uh, TCU did win a lot of one-score games, a lot of comeback victories. They knocked out a bunch of quarterbacks. I mean, like five. They knocked out like five. They did it like five weeks in a row, yeah. didn't right? They? Right, and, and won all those games by like one, like seven to ten points. It was, it was, it was seemingly a team of destiny until they ran into Georgia, right? And and then because of course they won that Michigan game in the Fiesta Bowl in the semifinal, which which was an upset. But they, I mean, it was just such a wild game. That go back and watch that game again. That game was unbelievable. But they're going to win day. seven in this conference. Well, we'll see. I, I think so, too, because they, their actual starting quarterback, Chandler Morris, who was the starter to start the year last year, got is hurt. Is the starter now. Is the starter. He's back. So yeah, but say, that dude's – can we really count on him to do anything? He's transferred twice at this point. He got beat out last year. I'd expect more out of He didn't of like get a, beat out. He got hurt. He was the starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but then he came back. And, well, no, Max Duggan took over in the Colorado yeah, game. Yeah, and once and he took over, left. that was it. I mean, he did not get beat fair, out. I mean, Chandler fair. Morris won the job. After transferring in, and he transferred in to be the starter. I mean, I think a team like Cincinnati could be a, a top three. I mean, they, that's a young team. They got a young quarterback. Well, that's in, it's interesting to see the new teams. I mean, what is Luke? I mean, Luke Fickle's gone, right? Luke Fickle took the Wisconsin job, so Cincinnati joins this conference in a year in which they're making a coaching change. They bring in Scott Satterfield. 
that is up in the air. I, he was he was a coach at Louisville before. Yes, right. yes. I would say the team that I would put as a wild card is Baylor, Buck, just because I, I believe in Dave Aranda so much. Yes. I think Dave Aranda is a really good coach. I know they've been up and down. Terrible first year, won the Big 12 in it's year always two. A group I Last year about. back down. Blake Shapin is an experienced quarterback. I know people aren't big on, on Blake, but really the big question is their defense. Can they stop people? Dave Aranda's program is going to be built on defense and then running the football. The other thing that Baylor does have is uh, Richard Reese, the young running back, who I know you liked as a, term, as a freshman. If they can get the defense back. The other thing Dave Aranda did uh, this offseason that he didn't do last offseason is he, he embraced the transfer portal. You know, after they won the Big 12 championship, he almost ignored the transfer portal. Oh, he thought he was going to get recruits and guys that are ready to yeah, play. Yeah, he, he just – and he's admitted that, you know, that was probably a mistake. I did not – we did because remember, much like TCU's replacing the best player at every position, Baylor after winning the Big Twelve had to replace Jalen Petrie, and they had to replace their best receiver Tyquan Thornton, and they had to replace uh, their best linebacker. I mean, they, they, were, they had, and they didn't replace them. <laughs> I mean, they, they they you know they they didn't go into the portal at all. They trusted that they were going to develop young guys, and the defense just wasn't there last year. And they gave up. They got into shootout games, which Dave Aranda's team's not built to win shootouts, win high scoring games. He wants to win low scoring under 30-point kind of games, they didn't do that last year. Their defense was not good enough. If the defense can get back on track for Dave Aranda, I think Blake Shapin and the offense will be good enough uh, to be in contention in the Big 12. That would be my one wild card team. Uh, and then you've got the newcomers, right? Central Florida, BYU, Houston, and Cincinnati. I don't know. We've we got to see if they're ready to play. Well, West Virginia, Houston, right where they should be, right at the bottom of the heap. Yeah, well, there you go. We'll take your thoughts. That was due yesterday, your Big 12 Media poll preseason. Who do you got? If it's not Texas, who is it? I'm going to go if, Texas, Oklahoma, K State is my top three. I'm going Texas, K State, Texas Tech. I'm believing in Joey McGuire, man. Who's your? You're third? thinking things are running through Lubbock. Well, possibly, well, possibly. It may run through here because the final game of the year, Black Friday, is Texas and Texas Tech right here in Austin in the Longhorns' final regular season Big Twelve contest. That game um, may mean something. It really might. It really might. And. Uh, but you like Oklahoma. I'm not sold. K-State, Texas Tech, a little more proven to me. I'm going to take a Kansas State team off a championship and a and then a Texas Tech team off an eight-win season and a bowl win more than a 6-7 and seven Oklahoma team. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We'll th- talk plenty of college football. We'll get into this uh, LSU game. What a win last night and what a game we have coming tonight. Uh, two tremendous teams, two tremendous pitchers on the, on the bump. Craig Whale will have his report coming up. We'll also have uh, your buck-ons and buck-offs and B&E facts of the day. We're just getting warmed up. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Buck off Thursday on B&E. Bring them strong. Specs text line 512-337-3776. Who has earned that pat on the back? Who has earned the kick in the hindquarters? You decide each and every Thursday. It's brought to you by the great friends at the Austin Gamblers, your pro bull riding team. Hopefully you're taking in that uh, Amazon Prime series, Prime Video, The Ride which is uh, tremendous. Eight eight episodes behind the scenes, the first year of the Team Bull Riding Series. 
Austin is uh, featured in that. Really, really a good, compelling show uh, behind the scenes. The high adrenaline of the bull riding and getting to know the, the bull riders. A lot of drama in it. Uh, good show right there. Prime video, The Ride. Uh, check it out. And, of course, the Austin Gamblers will be in town uh, for their big event in, August, in right? late August. Yeah, late August. Uh, and they bring us Buck Off Thursday. Is there a better fit than that? Buck Off Thursday and the Buck and Bulls. Uh, hit those up and uh, a lot of good stuff already uh, with the Buck Ons and Buck Offs. Yeah, and, and Buck Ons are those that uh, have people in their neighborhoods or people that you know that this is a time where with this heat going on, not everybody is all air-conditioned throughout all the neighborhoods around our, our fair area. If you, got, if you know somebody that may be struggling a little bit, you need to check up on them if you haven't talked to them in a while because this heat is – I know, I know there are people. There are people out there who just have fans. I don't know how, how that's possible, but it it it's the reality of of life. Cool. And if you got to check up on somebody, please do. If you haven't heard from some some of your some of your older folks, please do check up on them because this is dang, This is real dangerous stuff out there now. Well, yesterday at uh, about five in the afternoon, it was the warmest or the hottest heat index on record in Austin since 1990. Uh, so that's 30-plus years we're talking about. Uh, it was like 117, 118 in the feels-like heat index, uh, which, to your point, I mean, it was yeah. just unbelievable. Uh, I mean, the temperature was like 105, 106, even 107 in some areas. But because of the humidity, uh, I remember when we walked out of the building yesterday, Buck, after the oh show. Oh, my. It hit. I mean. Well, you got in the parking lot. It was like, my gosh, it feels like my, my hands were like wet before I got to my car door. It was so humid. And you're like, man, when that heat, it's like Houston when I grew up. Just it, it's going to become a, a an inferno, and it yeah. was. And I say I build myself because I I do a lot of stuff outside with gardening and stuff, and making stuff, making sure you know with the dogs and just walking around the property and stuff. It's dangerous for me, and I'm and I'm not even doing that much. I'm just walking, and lip, picking up stuff and taking it from one section to the other. Uh, it is that's that's dangerous. That's dangerous for me. That's not tough guy stuff. That's some of that can be dumb stuff if you're not hydrated enough. And I mean, I just constantly drink, and drink and drink. Well, no, that was before. Water, yes. That was before. I don't know, because you are in here every morning. You take a sip, maybe, right. of your big water bottle. Look. Okay, we're, look at where it is. Did you leave a Gatorade in here the other day, too? I did. Oh, my God. I came on on Sunday. <laughs> I was feeling good. it. There was that Gatorade over there, and I was like, oh, thank no, God. No, I I, I leave stuff. But I, I'm, I've been taking I'm, – I'm better at water. I'm not a water fan. I never have been. I wasn't when I was an athlete. I was I was a terrible water guy. You know, drink, drink, drink. I just I – just, I'm a huge fan of water. Actually, not water just tastes like water. That's really. I'm pouring a water right now. There you go. I'm filling up my cup. I. I know I, people say drop if these. If you watch drop. on Twitch, on on Twitch, I have this huge Marble Falls Mustangs tanker that go. I fill up, and then I pour it into my 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 yeah, red solo cup. Interesting, like operation going on there with your. Well, is, it, it, is that that cup just to measure it out, kind of? No, you, I just this this is like you know I I, I fill them both up once an hour. Oh, you fill them both up. Yeah, and then then I fill the the red solo cup up with this, just to finish it off. And I don't want to. He's drink. got a plan. I don't, I don't like drinking. <laughs> I don't like drinking out of the big one. I like drinking out of this one, but I refill it. And so every hour, I try to go go down to the to the water cooler and restock and try to drink four of those. Well, well, we'll you know Dave, Dave here in the office. He's he's always making sure everybody's getting hydrated. The water Nazi. Yes. I love it. I love yeah, you got to have you got water. You got water yet? You need some water. We got to make sure we have water. Yeah, uh, but so yes, I'm, I'm, right. a, I'm a water fan. I like to drink water, swim, all that kind of stuff. And I did wake up this morning, and <laughs> before I even said that, you know, my prayer of, you know, please keep my freedoms, you know, trying go. to find a way not to go to jail. Oh God, always. That's always number one in the morning, besides my family and stuff. But I was praying for those people in the sub. Well, they're gone. 
Sorry. I mean, I even pray for dumb people. I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving dumb people prayers. Uh, I'm not dumb, but reckless. It does feel like they were pretty haphazard with this mission to the Titanic. But you know, again, ever we'll see. Hopefully, time's we'll run out, right? I think time's run out. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Hey, so uh, if you have not watched any college baseball this year, Buck, and I know most people who listen to this show have watched a lot of college mm-hmm. baseball, but if you haven't, tonight is the night you probably should watch college baseball uh, because LSU is going to play uh, Wake Forest for a trip to the to the final. Florida is there. Florida eliminated TCU yesterday, and uh, you know, so Florida is in. They're three and zero. They were the number two team, you know, number two seed overall, and so for them to be there, not surprising. Uh, TCU had their chance yesterday to, you know, when they tied that game at eight at, in the eighth inning, 2-2, you felt like, man, they've got the momentum. TCU might do this and force a decisive game. Didn't happen. It was Florida that pushed across a run uh, in the ninth inning uh, that won the ball game. But uh, so tonight you have LSU and Wake Forest. Wake Forest is the number one team. LSU was number one for a lot of this season. And the reason I say you need to watch it is this pitching matchup. So for Wake Forest, you're going to get Rhett Louder. On the year, Rhett Lauder, who's going to be a high draft pick in the MLB draft coming up, he's 15-0. He's got an ERA of 1.99. 1.99, Buck. In college baseball, that is pretty ridiculous. Uh, he has thrown 113 innings. He's allowed just 87 hits. Uh, he's struck out 137. He is a dominant, dominant right-hander. Well, I think the college baseball world now knows the name Paul Skeens, Right, I mean, it's, they're they're calling him the best pitching prospect to come out of college baseball. Some saying maybe ever. I heard Ben McDonald, who was a pretty damn good pitching prospect himself coming out of out of LSU, say he's the best he's ever seen. And so though, that's your pitching matchup tonight: Paul Skeens, Rhett Louder, uh, to go to the College World Series championship. That's pretty good. Paul Skeens, uh, his last outing on Saturday had forty three pitches over one hundred one hundred miles an hour. Oh, he was bringing it, and he's. You know, his arm is ridiculous. He's the Air Force transfer who is, while he was at Air Force, he was catching and pitching. So he was kind of doing the Shohei Otani thing, trying to play every day. And, you know, he wasn't solely focused on pitching. Since going to LSU, Paul Skeens has completely become a pitcher and has really worked with their analytics staff and his, their, their, their you know, fitness team to get his body right and then learn the mechanics of, of pitching. And that's where his velocity has gone from like 95, 96 to 101, 102. Uh, because he's using his, his his mechanics are right. Uh, this is going to be a fun game tonight. This is going to be intense. The fact that LSU was able to force this game to get back to Paul Skeens. Uh, Wake Forest didn't want any part of this. They wanted Rhett Lauder to start the first game of the championship series uh, against Florida. They now need to use him tonight. This is going to be a really good baseball game. Really good baseball game. I'm looking forward to that. Be watching. Yeah, 15-0 and Rhett Lauder. 15-0. and uh, Paul Skeens this year. Uh, his ERA buck one point eight zero, one point eight zero. He's twelve and two. Uh, he's unbelievable. This is going to be I mean, probably the two best pitchers in all of college baseball, head to head tonight, uh, pitching against one another. That'll be a fun game. That is six o'clock tonight. Uh, of course, t- the Florida Gators await the. Yeah, win. I'll pretend like I'm playing. I'm interested in the draft, but I won't be after about the first ten guys. The NBA draft tonight? Yeah, I won't. I won't be that. Well, that's the other thing to be tuned into because I think that's going to be really interesting. Um, We know the Spurs are taking the big guy. For sure. Victor Wenbanyama. Uh, And then who goes to? That card's already in. Brandon Miller's going to. You think Brandon Miller goes to? I do too. uh, I don't think he's the second best player, but I think he, at Charlotte, 
that he's it probably fits what Charlotte needs the most, and so it's, supposedly he's had some really good workouts with them. I like Brandon Miller. I know obviously there's here's a buck off for Brandon Miller on my Twitter account, uh, and that's fair. I mean, he got caught up in a, in you know, part of a, a murder in Tuscaloosa this past basketball season. The authorities there, you know, ruled him just a just a, a bystander, not a, not a witness or a witness to the crime, uh, was not a part of the actual shooting. At the same time, that whole thing was not handled very well by Alabama, in my mind. And it, you know, but you know, Buck, they they vet these players, right? There's a lot of meetings with these guys and try to get to know Brandon Miller. I love his game. I mean, he's six nine. Uh, he's got some Jason Tatum to him when you watch him oh, play. Oh, he can shoot now. I mean, he can really shoot it. He's long. He can create. Um, and you know, he's w- without the the baggage. You know, he's the second best prospect. But you know, Scoot Henderson. You know, people haven't seen him a lot because he played in the G League. Uh, but man, you see some tape of him. He is really dynamic. He's a finisher, but he's not a great shooter. He's not a you know he's not a, like a polished, polished kind of shooter. So I'd rather have Miller as a shooter. Miller's a better shooter. But in this game, right with the way the game is played now, to have a facilitator like that, a point guard and can, a finisher yeah. and for a six-two guy, he goes to the hoop like he's a lot of the top guards. Uh, there's only like two or two guys in the top ten that can shoot threes at all with any consistency. Wimbayama being one of them. Right. Which is the, amazing, yeah. right? Amen Thompson and Scoot Henderson and, and those guys, very inconsistent. I think Scoot, Scoot Henderson shows more promise being a three-point shooter than Amen Thompson. Though his, yeah, his once again, those Thomas twins, they, they both can – they're off – they finish at the rim. Oh, they're – so we, I've – I know we're going to talk with Keenan later today. I'm sure he'll mention this. Keenan Womack. He came, in, he came on my podcast this week, and he said that Amen Thomas could be the, the most athletic guy in the league day one. Really? Yeah. Well, that's who the Rockets may end up with at four if you're looking at the draft um, projections. This may fall fall right to the Rockets, really. Well, look, I mean, it's amazing that we these kids— We all know kids, who they'd love to have, but I'll that's just, not I'll sound like the old guy. I mean, it, it, but, you know, it, it, is it surprising at all that the best players in the NBA right now are all foreign from foreign players, right? Foreign-born players? We don't develop our players very well in this country from the high school levels through the AAU. The fact that all these kids come in and they can't shoot, it's a shooting game. The NBA is is pretty much predicated on being able to shoot the basketball. Yet, as Ty just said, in the top ten, the, the the best players can't shoot. Well, why is that? Well, because they don't develop the skill of shooting because they're playing an AAU basketball. Uh, the best players, Buck, that are both the, the the best players in the game, are all coming from from around the globe right now. Uh, when you look at Luka, it's Dodgers, a global game. I know, but why aren't we developing players at a better I level? I mean, we have the majority of the best players in the NBA. I mean, so it's not like it's not like we don't have any like we don't have good players in the NBA. The United States doesn't have great players. We have we have the majority of the best players that play the game. Well, sure, because we have more players playing the game yeah. without a doubt. But it's like I said, it's an inter- it became an international game. But why are the international players coming in with better skills? They turned pro earlier. But, like, the, but it's and better competition than correct. Like, like the overseas competition is better competition than college basketball here or G League basketball here. For sure, I and think. that's what I'm saying. But the the, the AAU thing is a problem. Uh, I'm, that just it has been for for years. Anybody that follows basketball will tell you that it's not the the the, the fundamental skill teaching of the game uh, gets lost. It's all about athleticism, uh, and that I think that shows up in, in the NBA. I think when they get here. Uh, the international players are more skilled players. Uh, they pass better. They shoot better. They know the game at a higher level. Uh, in, but I mean, the best players in this game right now, Buck, in the NBA are all, are all international players um, across the board. The last five or six MVPs have been international players. 
and I don't know. That, I mean, Victor Wenbanyama is going to be the first pick of the draft tonight. The best three players in the league are all foreign. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it's beyond that, in my mind. When you watch the games, the way the league is played, the, the, the number one skill you have to have is shooting the basketball. Yet a lot of the American players don't shoot well. Why don't they shoot well? Why why aren't they learning to shoot basketball? Shoot the basketball. That to me is unbelievable. They're they're high flyers. They're athletic. Uh, they they can you know jump out of the gym. I get it. But why? Hey, are, Steph Curry's not a good shooter. He taught himself to be a great shooter, and he's. I mean, the best he's not ever. from France. I mean, he's. From but his here. dad was also yeah, that, one of the greatest shooters before him. Played in the media, and you know, he played here. Yeah. I mean, it, but the, I'm, I'm no, I don't think we're trying to say that there's no good American not shooters. Not saying that it's at all. Just, I'm saying that I'm talking about the development of the. But player. you're talking about shooters. There are great shooters that are in NBA that are, are that have played basketball here. Agreed. They're not all Agreed. from Europe. You're you're exactly right. I'm not. I'm, 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 all I'm saying is we don't do a great job with our under 18. Oh yeah, I understand that. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Uh, we, it's about high flying and and all that stuff. But there are great shooters that have come out of the United States in college basketball. Agreed. Well, what I'm saying in a we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll drop the conversation. We'll pick it up on the other side because we're out of time at 645. We'll get to the b facts of the day. Coach's quarter next hour. We're from Dak Prescott. Cowboys quarterback was on the radio in Dallas yesterday talking about their offseason uh, here from Dakota, uh, where the Cowboys are headed with Mike McCarthy now in charge of the offense. And Brian Schottenheimer, we'll hear from uh, the Cowboys QB coming. It's b on the horn. b with you on this Buck-Off Thursday. Facts of the day. As of 6.08 this morning, Buck, unfortunately, uh, according to those tracking the submersible, the Titan, that uh, oxygen has officially run out or whatever available oxygen there would have been would have run out at 6.08 this morning. So the chances of survival for the five people aboard are close to none now in the North Atlantic Sea, um, even if they locate the sub, which are submersible at some point. Oh, and the time it would take to get back up in the whole works. Yeah, that's that was sad listening yesterday and listening to folks on TV talk about the, I mean, dying a slow death. And if you're in that sub and you had any kind of heart condition, just the thought of the way you die well, and, the pre- also, and the stress that it puts on your body. There's also a chance it just... Imploded. Yeah, that well, would be yes. the hope, right? Be that instant. it was quick and instantaneous. Yes, absolutely. That's why they lost contact with it uh, when they did. But, you know, if it wasn't, it was just stuck or they're or floating around down there, then yes. Or it'd the, be even worse and also floating learned, on the surface. I also learned yesterday that for someone who told who gave us on the text line yesterday when I said the currents, they said there are incredible currents 13,000 feet down there. There are currents throughout the ocean bottom that stuff moves. And moves pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, and all hope is probably lost at this point with no more oxygen. That was uh, all that was available, and that was 6.08 this morning. And, you know, you read that the uh, one of the, the, the people who who's likely perished in this is the, the guy who runs Ocean Gate Expeditions, right? He is the founder. And um, a lot of criticism that he you know, wasn't a fan of regulation, right? There was an interview in 2019, the founder that he called uh, the submersible industry obscenely safe and complained that passenger vessel regulations held back innovation, uh, that you know there were so many regulations to, that you couldn't advance it and you couldn't do um, you know, new frontier kind of stuff. Uh, and that's why a lot of people believe OceanGate Expedition CEO Stockton Rush uh, was a little bit haphazard with, potentially, with uh, how this thing operated. But we're all learning about this thing and uh, just prayers and thoughts for the folks that um, – have likely 
perished in the North Atlantic. I, I learned that that guy's wife was actually she's a descendant descendant of two people that died in the actual Titanic. Oh wow! Really? It's all coming kind of coming full circle. Well, I mean, and there's That's interesting. And you can understand the curiosity of trying to to you know push push the envelope and. You know, we do it in space. We do it in a lot of a lot of realms, but uh, uh, the depth of the sea is uh, that's a scary thing. And that's uh, you know, all you can do is pray, you know send a send a prayer at this point because it's not likely that they're almost uncertain. It's almost you know a dead certainty now that they have passed on. So sad story for sure. But uh, learned a lot about submersibles in the last week. Also learning about the NBA draft, which is coming up tonight. College baseball has uh, maybe its game of the year coming up tonight, even ahead of the championship series. We'll preview that. And as we mentioned, we'll hear from Dak Prescott. Cowboys quarterback was on the radio up in Dallas yesterday talking about their offseason. We'll dive in there. Also the big trade. Chris Stops, Porzingis to Boston. Does that move the needle? Chris Stops, of course, the former Dallas Maverick, was in Memphis. He's now going to um, the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart. No longer a Boston Celtic after nine years in Beantown. He'll be headed to Memphis. We'll yeah, one the, of those guys had to be gone anyway. Yeah, probably needed to break up yeah. the big three. And they needed a big. And Christoph Porzingis coming in. We'll get you details on that coming up. And take your buck-ons and buck-offs. Hit us uh, on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Also on our Twitter page, at the Horn ATX is where you can find us. Get us there. Well, the Austin Gamblers bring you... Buck off Thursday every week here on the Show of the People. Appreciate you being there on 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. Streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com.